participants tell us all the time, that's very close to home and it speaks to their stress in a really real and potent way that impacts them emotionally, which is the goal of any good piece of art or any good piece of theater. Welcome to Live Well and Thrive, a podcast recognizing the hard work, dedication, and diversity of our team at Kaiser Permanente Northern California. I'm your host, Carrie Owen Fleets. We are so grateful to you, our listeners, for sharing feedback as we kicked off season two. In our last episode, we focused on self-compassion around the holidays, a topic that resonated with listeners like Stacy, who wrote a refreshing episode, and Joanna, who added a reminder to practice self-care. Thank you both, and please keep those comments coming. Now on to this episode. Ever go to a show or a movie and get lost in the plot? Like you forget you're in the theater and you're so pulled into the story? Well, live theater is being used to help our frontline workers struggling through stress. And if you're feeling that way, you're not alone. 52% of workers feel burnt out and it impacts them both at home and at work. That's what makes our own organization's national educational theater program the best kept secret within Kaiser Permanente so important. It provides workshops to our teams to help create a community of caring and to provide a forum to talk about mental health issues without the stigma. Joining us to talk about how it works is Brendan Simon, supervisor of our National Educational Theater and director of the WIRE workshops. Welcome to Live Well and Thrive, Brendan. Thank you for having me, Carrie. It's a pleasure to be here. It's so great to have you. So, Brendan, you've been with Kaiser Permanente for 21 years. And frankly, that must have meant you joined at the age of 10 because you look great. <laughs> but you helped design the WIRE program. What does it stand for and what's the mission behind it? WIRE stands for Working in Resilient Environments. And we really wanted to create a workshop that uses theater techniques and arts-based learning to address some of the major challenges before us, like stress, burnout, and moral distress, chronic fatigue. And ultimately, our goal is to bring joy and a healing-centered approach to workplace interactions. Well, being a recent participant in The Wire, I can absolutely say it brought joy and was actually tons of fun and truly was meaningful to me personally. Paint a picture of what the workshops are for our listeners. The first workshop module uses scripted theater scenes as well as role-based scenarios and teaching artistry to help participants explore self-compassion. We have heard that adage. It's really important to put the oxygen mask on our own faces before assisting others. And it's just so true. Our first module really does focus a lot on that. And then our second module utilizes improvisation executed by the actors on our team, as well as interactive activities. And the goal is really to create these learning opportunities that allow for collaborative thinking and problem solving so everyone can forge clear resiliency paths and walk away with the confidence to try new things in service of other people, of course, but also in service of and to ourselves. How do you see these theater experiences really helping our frontline workers? What is it about theater in particular? The first thing that I'm thinking about, if I'm being honest, Carrie, is one of my favorite quotes from the late Maxine Green, who before her passing was the philosopher in residence at the Lincoln Center of Education in New York. And the quote is, art, it has been said, cannot change the world. 
However, it may change the human beings who might change the world. Mm. I love that quote because it really does speak to the potency of theater and the arts to unearth discussions with audience members and participants. Almost immediately, what theater does is get to the core of what matters to people. And once we do that, we can start discussing ways to repair the really real challenges that are impacting folks. And so as a result, people feel seen, heard, appreciated, validated. We all want to feel that. And at the same time, we also don't want to feel like we're being sold unrealistic promises or a bill of goods. We know that nothing in itself is a cure-all for the big challenges facing our frontline staff or anybody in today's workforce. So to Maxine Green's point, art and theater might not just solve our challenges on the spot or in the moment. What they do have the power to do, though, is start a journey of empathy and begin to plant seeds that create touch points to healing and help people see the world differently. So you also came up with the concept of WIRE that came up through the pandemic when people were really struggling with so many things. But we've been using educational theater for almost 40 years now. Yes. Tell us how we've been using educational theater within Kaiser Permanente. We've produced a constellation of programs across regions for different age groups. And pre-pandemic, we actually were employing resiliency messages within school settings. We had RISE UP, which stands for Resilience in School Environments, Understanding and Practice for educators and school staff. And we proudly still have that program running as a part of National Educational Theater's portfolio of community-facing programs. We also have the Resilience Squad for school-aged young people. The Resilience Squad. I love that. <laughs> and that program aimed to build community, address stress. We helped young people build a relationship to and with mindfulness and also help educators and school staff as well as students explore ways to foster resiliency in school environments. And we're obviously very excited to be extending those concepts to the workforce through these arts-based workshops within WIRE. And it has been impacting so many kids and so many teachers for 40 years now. It's amazing. So the WIRE workshop that I attended just this morning showcased a skit portraying two managers experiencing burnout and just compassion fatigue. I truly felt, and the team did too, felt it was a true reflection of what so many of us are experiencing and how stress bleeds into all other aspects of our lives. What is it about theater that helps us where other modes of communication maybe fall short? The arts are a touchstone to empathy. And I always like to say that theater moves information from our heads to our hearts mm. in a way that an email, a text message, even a television show perhaps can't. And the ability for people to listen to, react to, respond in the moment to a theater scene that is sort of showcasing their lives on stage or a role play-based scenario is something that we seed plant into these wire workshop sessions. And I also believe just more broadly that theater practitioners play a really important role in reflecting people's lives back to them. And when we do that well, we really can shift perspectives and begin crucial conversations about the things that matter to all of us. The other thing that was beautiful about the workshop, and this is just a play off of what you just said, was that it was a level of safety. It felt very safe. And I think that does come from having 
the participants express their feelings or express what they felt out of that interaction or a particular moment and have it be respected without judgment, which I think is so beautiful. (laughs) Thank you so much, Carrie. Yeah, I really do feel that we, not only as facilitators, but as teaching artists, as theater practitioners, and frankly, as good-natured human beings, if we're going to present content, we also have a responsibility to make sure that we're caring for the people who are receiving that content. And that's what psychological safety is all about, meeting people where they are and making sure that we above all, of course, are doing no harm, but hopefully what we're doing is helping to heal. As we start the new year, are you looking for ways to make your meetings more healthy and productive? Check out these resources available to you on Healthy Meeting Basics or download a handy Healthy Meetings Pocket Guide by visiting hrconnect slash benefits and well-being slash employee well-being slash thrive at work slash healthy meeting tools. Now back to our conversation. Can you share maybe a success story for the listeners? Well, I guess I'll just start out by saying, like, you know, when people hear that they're going to a workplace workshop, it isn't always like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it let's does, go. Does like, yeah, it doesn't, like, doesn't necessarily like engender the warm and fuzzies. In many cases, sometimes it's like, oh, people get stressed and people maybe even sometimes feel a little bit of animosity or resentment because we have been told and we often tell ourselves that the work is more important than the work we do so that we can get to the work. But the second we tell people this is just an experience for them and they don't need to do anything but show up, literally just be their authentic selves, something always, not nine times out of 10, something always energetically shifts. And again, just to speak to these theater scenarios that basically reflect human experiences on a stage, we get to see a maximum impact in a short period of time. Mm And people are seeing a real life difference because it's something that they can instantly relate to. And participants tell us all the time, that's very close to home and it speaks to their stress in a really real and and potent way that impacts them emotionally, which is the goal of really any good piece of art or any good piece of theater. And our own emotional availability as facilitators and, and teaching artists shifts the room too and begins to change people's perspectives and mindsets and creates fertile ground for us to begin to have crucial and courageous conversations about what we can do to help and support each other. I love that. And just for this morning, to share with the listeners, the regional team participated in The Wire. And part of that process is, you know, doing a temperature gauge. How are people feeling right now? Are you about to blow your top? Are you at a boiling point? Or are you super happy and thrilled about everything, you know, the scale? And so just very transparently, we had people kind of all over the map. Yeah. And after just an hour, everybody's temperature went down. Nobody put their names attached to where they were. So there was level of anonymity to it. So talk about just an impact just this morning. Our goal is really just if people can walk away with even one tangible tool that they feel they can put in their toolkit the next time they're feeling like that argument with their partner or their child or their boss or their coworker is really getting to them and launching them into what we call our survival brain, which is useful in certain scenarios, but more often than not, we want to be in our learning brain. The ability to even take our temperature is a resiliency tool. Dr. Daniel Siegel calls it, name it to tame it. Our ability to name it to tame it, or Brene Brown often uses the phrase, feel it to heal it. 
But when we take the time to just pause and to recognize our stress level, that in and of itself is the beginning of repair in situations where we find ourselves dysregulated. So it really is powerful when 60 to 70 minutes goes by and we see participants go from a literal three to eight to an entire room being at between a one and a four. Obviously it's satisfying for us as facilitators, but to your point, Carrie, we're not asking people to disclose who they are when we're asking them for their stress thermometer number. So it's an honest gauge of the impact of self-compassion. I mean, as much as we are providing in these workshops, it really is about what people are providing to themselves in terms of self-compassion, self-care, being in community with other people, scanning what they can do to support themselves and others from a heart space, when so often at work we're in a head space. Mm -hmm. That really, I feel, makes a difference. And I think what you just outlined is how you change a culture. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So if you think of it, just to play off of that, if you take a leadership group who support 30,000 plus individuals or even 80,000 plus individuals, and you change their mindset, even for a day, the ripple effect of that is momentous. This is exactly what you were saying at the beginning, which is you need to put your oxygen mask on first in order to take care of those around you. And we've talked about previously in other episodes of Live Well and Thrive about people feeling guilty of taking care of themselves. Yes. And it's critical. Yes, yes. It's so critical. So after the workshop, what are some of the other tools that attendees have access to? We follow up with what we call a post-workshop booster kit. And that kit basically provides tools, skills, resources that people can practice individually or within teams. We often tell people, don't just limit your involvement with the post-workshop booster kit to your coworkers. I mean, full disclosure, I often use it with family members, my partner, my friends, because their life skills, resiliency, and the things that we do to be resilient and show up differently in the world impact every aspect of our life, not just work. However, what we also do is we encourage managers in specific to utilize these resources with their teams. And we encourage individual contributors to find a peer who they can identify as an accountability partner for them. Someone in whom they can confide during a particular workplace or personal challenge. And it really becomes as much of a connecting tool for people as it is a way for people to realize a little bit more self-compassion and personal resiliency. Brendan, how can our listeners sign up for a workshop? Our community-facing and workforce educational theater programs are available now. They're quite popular, so booking as much in advance as possible is recommended. To book on one of those experiences, we encourage people to email us at educational-theater, spelled T-H-E-A-T-R-E, at kp.org, educational-theater at kp.org. I end each podcast episode asking the same question of all of our guests. What one piece of advice would you give our team to heal and to rebound from the past three plus years? My advice would be to be gentle with yourself and others. And that is full disclosure, a piece of advice that was actually written in sidewalk chalk <laughs> by one of the children in my neighborhood when I was, I saw it during a morning walk. And I thought, how brilliant. Oh. And 
I started imagining how different the world would be if everybody practiced gentleness and human kindness. So that is my advice for today. And my advice might have been different yesterday and it might be different tomorrow, but for today, my advice comes straight from the mind of a young person written inside Walk Chalk. Be gentle with yourself. One of the best answers I think I've heard. Thank you. Brandon, I'm so incredibly grateful for the time with you earlier today at the WIRE workshop and the time today for you to join us on the podcast. Brandon Simon, who's our supervisor of the National Educational Theater and director of the WIRE workshops at Kaiser Permanente. Brandon, you are a total rock star. Thank you. Thank you so much, Carrie. I feel honored to be doing this work and I can't wait for more work that we do together in the future. This podcast is one of many resources to support your well-being, including the Ginger app. Part of the suite of self-help apps we offer to KP employees who are also members. You can find additional resources from physical health tools to mental health support to how to thrive at work on HR Connect under Benefits Wellbeing. I started this episode reading a comment from a listener, and I'd like to invite you to share what's on your mind. Ask a question or suggest a topic or a guest. Send it to livewellandthrive at kp.org. And whether you're listening on your commute or during a down moment, keep those comments coming. And of course, I'd like to thank you, our listener, for tuning in to Live Well and Thrive, a podcast recognizing the hard work, dedication, and the diversity of our team at Kaiser Permanente. I'm Carrie Owen Pleats, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.